Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Groove First Culture Podcast. This is Jeremy again. And also, again, thank you so very much for spending some time with me today. I am so thankful for that. And honestly, my my head and my heart are overflowing with things that I am thankful for right now. So many that I don't have time in a podcast to, to go over. But it's just such a great time in my life right now. And does that mean things are perfect with my life? (laughs) Absolutely not. I mean, honestly, this past couple months have been one of the biggest and hardest challenging times of my life. But strangely enough, I have enjoyed them so much. I haven't enjoyed the struggle of it. I haven't enjoyed the exhaustion that's came from it. But there are so many things that I am thankful for during that time. And I know I've talked about some of that in past episodes, so I don't, I don't want to go back over some of that stuff. But I'm just amazed at how amazing amazed at how I'm at. I'm, I'm amazed at how awesome God's plan is. I'll say that. And I am so thankful that, that I'm on it, that, that I'm on that journey, that I am on the path that he has chose for me. And that the path that he has chose for me is so great. It's just, it's just, it's just awesome. So I am recording this in in Atlanta in my hotel room, going to about to pack up and and head out. But we're here at the the MAFC, the Metro Atlantic Firefighters Conference. And so this is the first time for me to be here, first time for me to be in, in Georgia, I think, pretty much. But I'm here, thankfully, luckily, just I don't know how to describe it, but I'm, I'm here with the tactical resiliency team or tactical resilience training team doing the developing high performance class, which is a 24 hour class. And so that can be a little misleading. Doesn't sound too impressive, but if I add one more word to that, it it gets really impressive. And that's, it's a 24 hour straight class. So this particular time we started at 8 a.m., Thursday, we ended at 8 a.m. on Friday, and and that was the class. And so lots going on there. I don't, I don't even want to get into the class because that class deserves a good amount of time on its own to to rightfully and and just give describe it to the best possible way I can. Because I don't want, there's so much to be confused about that's involved in that class. And I, I want to give it its, its true regard because it is an amazing, amazing chance and opportunity for people out there to take advantage of. And so I'll get into that later, I promise. I, I, honestly, I, I think that maybe I'm talking about this class and these, these guy, group of guys too much because that... My life has changed. Okay, well, let's start here. Over the past, I would say, two, two and a half years, my life 
has changed at an incredible rate to an incredible level that I never really even understood and even thought was possible. But to take that further, just the past three months has been a, a increase in multiples above that. And that's because of this team that I have been, I don't even know the word, that I have been allowed to be a part of. This group of guys that are truly incredible people. You know, every one of them have a story. Every one of them have a, a story that would probably make the average person cringe that would make the average person fold up and cry for their mom. <laughs> I mean, these guys have been through it. Yet, you look at those guys today, and they are the embodiment of strength. And while, yes, some of them look like they're freaking pro athletes or, or you know, stud something they're huge when i say strength i mean total all-around strength strength of mind strength of body strength of spirit everything but they are also they are also incredibly vulnerable which is a mix that if you have never known anybody to have, I can't tell you how just it it draws me to them. It's like it's like a magnet. I want to be around people like that. I want to be around people that have such an incredible balance of strength, but yet still are willing to be humble and vulnerable. It's it's amazing. But anyway. my life has truly changed over the past couple of months. And, and I would say the past three days, I'm going to, I'm going to have to just spend a lot of time quietly reflecting over this, this trip, because I, I have not even yet started to process everything, but anyway, to, I'm sorry to, <laughs> Hopefully not bore you with some of that stuff, but it, it's truly meaningful. And I know I've talked about this in a couple episodes previously, but th this is my tribe. This, I, there's no other way to describe it. And, and, you know, there's several, there's a group chat with us. Several people have, have used that word in there. And that's, that's the only way to describe it. And so I've, I've kind of went back and forth this morning on what I wanted to talk about because I, I wanted to make sure to record an episode real quick before I got on the airplane, take advantage of this time. And as the morning has progressed, I've, I've kind of went back and forth, but I, I think I need to start here. I, I am a terrible brother. 
I am a failure in the area of being a brother. I've got a, a younger brother and a younger sister. Uh, my sister is quite a bit younger than me. I believe she started kindergarten when I was graduating. And so a, a big gap, you know, kind of to overcome right off the bat. But it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> She's still my sister. Uh, yeah, my brother is kind of in between. I think he's six years younger than me or something like that. So just to give you a little context, but I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I truly feel like my entire life, nothing has been more important than family. Even, even back when I was a kid, I loved being around my family. I loved my family. But I just suck at being a brother. I, I was never close to my brother. Still, I'm not close to my brother. I was never really close to my sister, which I'm not trying to make excuses, but a gap that size is it's it's kind of hard kind of hard to overcome that because literally I am basically going into you know the adult phase of my life when she is entering the the school age phase of hers. And so wasn't around a lot at that point. And so it was just, just a big gap and it was hard to overcome. But like I said, I'm not making that as an excuse, but I just, I don't know. I don't understand. And to be honest, you know, in the fire service, brother gets thrown around a lot. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are sincere about it. So I'm not, I'm not even getting into that. The reason I bring it up is because, Honestly, I have avoided even using that term because I feel like I don't have the right to use it. I don't have the right to say, hey, brother, to somebody that I'm not related to while I have been what I am as a real brother. So that's 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 been... And honestly, I was going to say that's been hard, but honestly, it's not something I have figured out how to reconcile yet. Like it, it, basically, this is just something that kind of came to me this morning because of, of the feelings that are kind of overflowing from my heart and, and everything else because of the, the past few days. But I, I literally have avoided calling people brother that, I absolutely should call brother somebody, some people that are so close to me that they absolutely deserve to be called that to me. I've avoided it because of who I am as a real brother. And it, I don't know if that makes sense to you. I don't know if, if I am truly conveying the, the sadness that I carry for that. You know, I'll just throw this out there maybe to, to get a better picture of, of where I'm at. So several years back, 
I would say probably 10, 15 years ago, I somehow came across a letter and I don't even know where I found it now, but I found this letter, opened it up and it was a letter that my sister sent me, I guess when I was in college. So she was probably first grade-ish. I was you know, somewhere in the middle of, of college years off several hours away. So, you know, staying in college, I would come back, you know, on the weekends or, you know, not every weekend, but I would, I would try to come back fairly frequently. But in this letter, she, she basically just talks about how much she loves me, how much she misses me, how much that she hopes that I'll be able to come home soon and spend some time with her. And honestly, I don't remember getting that letter back then. I know I did because I, I had it. <laughs> so I, I had to have gotten it from her. But I don't, I don't remember reading it. I definitely don't remember it having any kind of impact to the level that it, it had this time when I saw it. But I read that and... Man, it's like it's like a a whole house just collapsed on top of me. That that hurt. It it hurt, it really hurt because although I have been honest with myself in the past and and will have never claimed to be a good brother, I've I'm pretty you know realistic with that. I never really knew that I failed that much. This little girl poured her heart out to me. <laughs> and what makes me the saddest about it is that I'm guessing it probably didn't change anything. I am I'm guessing that you know and I don't know. I don't I don't know this that's something that I'm making heavier than I need to. Something I need to to let go first of all because I, I can't do anything about it now. I I did talk to her about it after I found it and apologized and uh, but obviously there it sits. It's still sitting on me. It's still sitting on me because because you know, thirty plus years later after it was written, and and ten to fifteen years later after I found it again, I still can't hardly talk about it without taking pauses to make sure I don't lose my emotional control here. So that's why, that's why I feel like I don't have the right to call somebody brother, to say, hey, brother, nice to, nice to see you again. Hey, brother, good morning, whatever. I, I, I just think, I feel like it's such a silly 
goofy issue from from somebody else's perspective. But from my inside, it's a very painful issue. I don't know. I don't really know at this point how to fix it. I mean, yeah, they're we're we're all still alive. We we all have today to to change that and and I will work on that. Absolutely. I will I will put this out there to, to hold myself accountable to work on that some more. But there there's just things that seem to be blocking that. And and I don't know why. I do know some, and this isn't the place for some of that, but Even though I haven't been a good brother to to my actual brother, my actual sister, I don't want to be scared. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be ashamed of the fact of using that term because, and honestly, I've never I've never even really cared to use that term until meeting this particular group of people. You know. So, so Rick George is the, he's, this is his team. You know, it's, it's, it's his, his class. He is the, the engineer that has built this, not only this class, but has built this team more importantly, a a team of people that no other person on earth would put together thinking that there's greatness to be had there. I don't think he architect, he is an architect of an amazing team because he sees something that so many people wouldn't have. But anyway, I, I've I've been talking to Rick for for several years before I actually met him a few months ago in person. And we've we've had some pretty, pretty deep conversations, you know, even though, like I said, we have never physically met at that point. He knows a lot about my life. I know a lot about his. Neither one of us are are people that keep that to ourselves. We're we're both very open. So that's it's not like that's a strange thing, but I remember a while back after, you know, just going through a text conversation with him back and forth, he said, I love you at the end. And at first it was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But then I instantly thought, why did I even think that? I mean, I, I truly love this guy. He He means the world to me, just like any person in my close family. He he is my family. There there is no differentiating factor in my head and in my heart about how I feel about that. And so it's just, just funny. I bring it up because it's just, it's out of the norm. You know, maybe somebody says it sarcastically or whatever, but but two guys exchanging something like that is out of the norm. 
And I fast forward to somehow me ending up with them this week as part of that crew, as a part of that tribe. And just sitting there connecting with those guys. And by the end of those that the, the three or four days that we were together, I just, I can't truly put words to the connection that I have with them. I, I'd, I'd never have felt so connected, so cared for, so just, I don't know. I, I those are my, my people. And, you know, I'm not trying to overshadow my family. I still love my family. I still will do every single thing I can for my family. But to have a group of, of men surrounding me now with my family is so powerful. A group of, of men that you know, I've never, never shared so many man hugs in my life. You know, my man hug per day ratio has went through the roof here lately. But I, that's that's what it that that's what we do. We we hug each other. Last night, as we kind of parted ways and, and people started to to go to bed, and you know we're all heading home today in different directions. So last night was the the goodbye for most of us. I love yous and hugs were the way we said goodbye. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I, it's been a long time since I've been so emotionally just open and raw like the last few days. And I'm so thankful for this group of people that, that have led me there. So I, I don't really, I don't know if any of this has any bearing in your life. I hope that I haven't just rambled on to a point where everybody is, has done listening to it a while back. But one of, one of, one thing that I heard Rick say this, this week, and I've heard him say it several times before is storms reveal foundations they aren't the time to develop them. And we all have had storms. Chances are we all are still facing storms on a daily basis. We can't allow those things to sneak up on us and hit us while we're not ready. We have got to build these foundations in preparation for the storm. I saw, I don't even know where it came from, but saw something that, that really sparked something in me here lately. And I'm trying to find it before I mess it up. But basically, your mindset has to precede your body. If you're taking your body places that your mind is not prepared to deal with, It's going to 
it's going to be a bad ending. You have got to prepare your mind as much, if not more, and before you expect or you should expect your body to perform. Your mindset has to precede your body. I think a lot of us ignore that. A lot of us think that as long as we can make it physically, as long as we can get a couple hours sleep, as long as we can you know, stay strong physically, whatever, we'll be able to handle anything. If our mindset is not there, our body will fail us. An African proverb says, no person is great. Great people become great while others are sleeping. Great people become great while others are sleeping. There's a lot of people sleeping. There's a lot of us sleeping. Even though I haven't physically been sleeping a lot lately, I, I'm more than more than honest enough to say that I have done a lot of sleeping on my life lately and in many areas that, that I know need to change. Another quote that, that I've really been kind of going over in my head lately, it's not even a quote, it's something I, I, I think I made up, I don't know, but your desire to succeed must be stronger than your fear of failure. So think about that again, as I say, your desire to succeed or let, let's change it. Let's, let's, let's even put more value and more meaning into it. Your desire to succeed, to be impactful and to make a difference must be stronger than your fear of failure. There's a lot there, guys, people, friends, whatever. Failure, failure and fear, they're, they're, they're coming for us. They're, they're, as Rick says, we're being hunted. Those of us doing good things, those of us trying to make a difference, those of us working to be an impact in this world and to add value to others are hunting or being hunted right now. We are being attacked. We have to be strong. We have to find our tribe and protect each other. Find your tribe. This, this world, we're not made to make it through this world by ourselves. We're not, we're not built for it. We, we are built for community. We are built to succeed as a group, as a family, as a tribe. So find yours. It's so important. And just remember... 
if we desire to make an impact, if we desire to add value to others, if we desire and want to make a difference in this world, even in the tiniest ways, we have got to act on those desires. We've got to, we've got to chase that purpose. Find your purpose. And we have got to put fear behind us. Failure and fear will not keep us from our purpose. So I need to get going and pack up. Uh, I hope that some of these ramblings meant something to you, sparked a, a thought or just something inside you. If not, I'll try harder next time. <laughs> Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. I, I look forward to coming back on with some of these guys as guests to, to let you get to know some of them and and see how truly amazing they, they really are. So Thank you. I hope you're having a great time. Hope you're having a great week. And until next time, as always, you know what it said. Stay humble and do work.